Today is May 20th, Season 3, Episode 14, Decky First Quarter. How are we? Andy Chips, we're great, bro. And people are like, oh, Andy Chips, is that like the food? It's like, no, Andy Chips, the part of golf game. Drive, chip, and putt. Andy Chip, he's got it locked in right now. Today, though, it's not about us. This is about Zach Fisk, uh, founder of Thrift Filet, easily one of the coolest names out there. And we just got to dive in to what it's like to be a thrifter and all about vintage clothes and that whole market, something that Andrew and I honestly have never even touched on. So this conversation of in itself was incredible. Zach's what, 20 years old, Andrew? Uh, 20, 21. Yep. Incredible stuff though, man. I'm excited for this one. Zach is a really cool dude, young guy, and he's getting after it. He's got this entrepreneurial bug that he's had since he was a little kid looking through, um, what do you say? Uh, not imagine next, but the, uh, uh, rescue heroes he had rescue heroes at the age of three he was looking through the dumpsters and always just trying to find the best product and then flip it what a guy i'm so stoked we had zach on uh you guys enjoy the ride enjoy this one Today on the Back Pocket Podcast, let's welcome on short notice, Zach Fisk. How you doing today? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me, you guys. Yo, absolutely. I, we appreciate you coming in, dude. You're looking absolutely phenomenal today. You got that, what is that, a Meraki? Is that what that says on there? Yeah, this is my homie's brand. Um, his name is Bryce Meraki. Oh. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's got the freaking periodic table inside and shit. Yeah. Yeah, I love the, the sleeves. What's what's uh the... So it says um, in periodic elements, it says recycled, and then on the other side, it says um souls you're hmm. kidding so i don't know he hasn't really, he hasn't told me what that really means but i'm a rock should we just make him. something up yeah i feel like he's very uh he just wants to recycle the world man he wants to uh yeah. you know just see the souls part i'm confused to be honest yeah it's kind of i don't know it's kind of <laughs> got that i don't know eerie vibe to it but yeah, it, yes it, it, eerie but maybe some zen to it too like some like very calm like recycled souls like yeah bringing peace or yeah. something yeah peace w- where can i get one of these do you know? um, he has a website, but this was like a limited run. He only made like two of them, oh, and I was lucky enough to get one. So, yeah. well, you're looking great, dude. Hey, appreciate it. You too. So, all right, let's <laughs> unpack. So, we've gotten to know you a little bit just mm-hmm. uh, off air here, but would you give us a little bit of background on like where you're from, what you're doing right now with Thrift Filet, which is just incredible. So, I want right, to hear all right. about this, man. Okay, so um, I'm in Minnesota right now. I came over from Seattle. That's where I was born and raised. Um, and I've always been a thrifter. I'm never like shopping and paying high prices for clothes that is not going to fit me in a few years or that I'm going to have to give it to my little brother anyways. Um, my dad has always been a big thrifter. He got me onto thrifting. And then ever since then, I kind of just took off with it. Now that I'm at college, I want to make it my career. That's sick. So what was your dad like repping when you were young? Mm, probably some Old Navy. and he, he was not in it for the clothes. He was more in it for like the bikes, the okay. The trek rack for the top of his car, like all the dad stuff that he needed. But <laughs> good answer. That's too, that's too funny. Is is there a common theme with people in Seattle and thrifting? I mean, I just I'm, I got to ask the question with Macklemore coming out with that full jam. Oh yeah, yeah. So Everyone. It's, and yeah, it's a thing in Seattle. Yeah, Portland too, and okay. the whole West Coast really. It's like way different from here. Like I'll have a pop up shop here, and then I've had one in L.A. And like the type of people that come to it, and like. Just the amount of people in general is just by far way different over there. It's a lot better for, the, I mean, the community is a lot stronger over there just because that was kind of where, like, 
that was kind of where we're, like all that stuff was popping off in the 90s and 80s and you know skateboarding and rap and that's kind of what the culture is all about yeah see so if you created like a thrift shop or a thrift pop-up shop for like boat shit i feel like people would flock to that in minnesota like, i don't know um so like hockey what? or boat stuff honestly like, like patagonia or like what like what type of boat stuff exactly like mm, like just good? nautical equipment like I yeah just start flipping boats exactly i would i would just say like life jackets you could easily sell some vintage <laughs> freaking life jackets everyone needs one when you're on the boat i, I have s- sold wetsuits before have you really counts. yes what's the craziest thing you've sold oh gosh money wise or like just the craziest thing like in the just like the craziest you like this is on the table and this i sold that you know like what like craziest like knickknack or just unique item i would say oh i've sold so much this is so hard um gotta think i would say probably this harley davidson t-shirt really i don't know that doesn't sound crazy or anything but it was from the 1960s got it for 39 cents and some guy in japan bought it for 500 you're kidding no where'd you find the shirt originally um just at a thrift store i can't give out my locations sure i guess everyone would be doing it right i get that wow and what, 500 dude. <laughs> and you just throw it up on ebay and yeah just I let actually, the auction go or did you set it at like something hot, heavy and the, the the hitters came no i actually i said it at 99 cents and what they just took it up i don't get that either because it's like if i was doing an auction i would just like you know like they, they're bidding each other up <laughs> so did you just like what did it climb like i mean if you start at 99 i don't cents, know oh, i have no. no idea like it's so rare um so the champion, the same champion, the same champion that is on Sam's shirt right now, that is, that's the same champion that made this Harley shirt in like the 60s. And there's like big time collectors out there that just love that stuff. Okay. That's so you're, bananas. so is like the yeah. vintage um, scene, I guess, is it, I mean, this is kind of a stupid question or realization, but it's very focused on like the historical aspect behind those certain brands, right? Yeah. Um, and a big part is it's, you know, big parts of the recycling aspect, you know, how we're doing a good thing for the environment. But the other thing is like the quality, like the type of material, how thick it is, like where it's made. Is it going to shrink in the wash? Like I know a lot of stuff they put out nowadays is, you know, a lot of cheap quality, cheap labor. You know, they just mass produce stuff. And in the 90s, 80s, 70s and all their stuff was like it was special. Not like it is now. Wow. It's bananas. Are you were you sitting on eBay watching it? Uh, go up or did you just get like a notification on your phone like sold for 500 oh i was watching it every second because it was going up like hundreds of dollars every day so i was and at the very end i think it was only at like 300 or something and then they just snapped they just like yeah somebody was like 500 yeah buy buy me out boy (laughs) actually the dude that the dude that bid 500 didn't get it someone bid 510 it actually sold for 510 oh my god that sucks (laughs) that's so ridiculous dude yeah okay so the that's been that is that's blowing my mind right now we got to start flipping shit we're we this man was jumping on poshmark and trying to do that but we got to be more dedicated yeah what what tips you got for anyone out there trying to thrift oh you just got to have a good eye or you have to have a good eye you got to know what you're doing like i recommend if you're really trying to get into it seriously that you watch youtube videos like a lot of youtube videos just like get educated because there's so like just now there's so many clothes out there and it's hard to, I mean, even um, the difference between a fake Louis bag and a, and a real one. Like, you got to know, ev- you got to know every little thing if you're going to make money. And I mean, I do more than just clothes, too. Like, like I had said to you guys earlier, um, I started selling on eBay. And I, I just used to do, um, just used to do toys and, like, electronics 
and vintage, like whatever I could get my hands on. So now my knowledge is just like, I'm just, it's insane. Like I'll go into a thrift store and I'll just, I go through the clothes so fast and then I just know exactly what I'm looking for. But it's tough to get to that point. Like I've been doing this for over eight years, so. Which but, is crazy. You're what, 20? 20. Yeah, I've been doing this since I was like a little kid, man. What was like <laughs> the first thing you started selling? I sold my grandma's old toys that were like in her cupboard. Like I was desperate for money because my, my parents were, were hard on me. You know, they made me work for my stuff. Right. And I'd be like, grandma, like I need some money. Let me sell these for you. And then after that, I just got like. Was grandma taking a cut? No, she she was. <laughs> my aunt would have though. My aunt still does. She like pulls stuff out of her garage all the time, and I'm like thinking she's just gonna give it to me because I like it. And she's like, cause they're well off, and I'm like, and like retired and stuff. But she'll be like, oh, I need like fifty. Per- I need fifty percent of it. And, like send me the receipt and everything. And I'm like, come on now. <laughs> it's fun. Everyone has those aunts. Everyone, Everyone has those relatives. Everyone's got that aunt. <laughs> aunt, our aunt. Aunt. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, yeah, whatever. But you're sitting there with your grandma, and you're going through her stuff, and it, it started clicking, and, and you're just, are you saying, are you selling it like face to face type things, like going to your buddies? Right. So I fa- I figured out, you know, you could sell stuff online, and then after that, me and my mom, we found like some Sunday school church curriculum at a thrift store, and it was like some curriculum that you could only buy if you were like a church. So people were on eBay. We looked it up. They were paying like fifty, sixty dollars for this like DVD. So we bought that for a dollar and sold it. And then it just after that, I just started getting real into it. Dang, that's crazy. And now I, we were talking off air about Gary V, and Gary V like preaches that stuff, man. Like mm-hmm. he is so about just like that flip game. And I had never really heard of it until he started bringing it up. But he'll have these vlogs where he'll go to garage sales and just like buy small like knickknacks like tub of hot wheels cars and then just freaking rep them out just selling stuff it's so crazy it just like blows my mind that it's the like the hustle's real though like you really gotta put some serious hours to like make this stuff happen oh, right no joke i would i would say that i probably go when i have time like you know school and stuff is busy when i have time i'm probably i probably try to get there to the thrift store like three or four days a week and I stay there for like three or four hours because they keep bringing new stuff out. No way. So I'm just sitting there on my phone. New stuff comes out. I run over. There's like competitors. So, but they're my friends at the same time, but we really, we chop it up. We're like looking for some vintage stuff. Someone will find something super good. We'll be like, Oh, like, Oh, we missed it that time. But there's always going to be stuff coming out. So it's just fun. How many hours do you think you're putting in a, in a week? Uh, right now with school in the summer, I'll probably be putting in like 50 to 60 hours a week. But right now I'm probably putting in like 20 to 30, like realistically. I don't know. I feel like I'm always, always working with it though. I I don't know. I'm just on that grind, I guess. (laughs) I love it, man. It's awesome. (laughs) Thank you. So you're putting in 20 hours a week right now, roughly. And you're balancing that with school at Bethel. Um, you're going to stay, are you going to stay in school? You're going to finish it out or is there, is there a change? Okay. Um, my parents are helping me out pay for it and stuff sure and they, they want me to go to school and i feel like that's because i don't know this might not always be this might not always be around flipping vintage clothes you know it probably will be but just in case something happens you know i might lose interest or passion or something and it'll be nice to have something to fall back on right on man um what kind of brands are like the big brands that you're looking for that like mm-hmm. sell the highest um i'd say like tommy hilfiger polo patagonia um, but a lot of the stuff that actually will sell for the most money is like the stuff that's unbranded, like really? like old band tees or like an old wrap t-shirt. Like I just sold a Tupac shirt 
for three hundred dollars. His face on it, or yeah, like his a, his okay. face like like a rat. I don't know if you guys have ever like seen a rap tee before, but like they remake them all the time now. It's just like images of the of the rapper all yeah, over it, kind of like a a bigger mural. Yeah, like a mirage mural thing. Yeah, okay. whatever. Yeah, I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Anyways, so those used to be sold like on the side of the road, like people or like Grateful Dead concerts, for yes. instance. People were they call them lot tees because people would just sit out in the lot and had printing presses and they would just make these funny t-shirts and there's there's so few of them they're not common because there's only so many people making a certain amount of them it doesn't matter what brand it is someone's going to pay for it just because of what it is just because of the graphic just because it's single stitch just because it has a, a fruit of the loom tag that they like like there's a lot of different little things that people don't actually pick up on about vintage that actually makes it like what it is whoa that's sick so what's your like closet looking like right now with like do oh. you just have a ton of clothes that you're just going yeah like, ripping through oh i'm just ripping through it i cleaned up my whole room today and it was still messy like it's bad me and my buddy renee are gonna get a storage unit because i gotta move back to seattle for the summer and right i'm not looking forward to like i probably have i don't know what a good estimate is probably over a thousand pounds of clothing in my room or something <laughs> yo what <laughs> in your, are you living still in the dorms i'm living in a small dorm with five other boys it's crazy it's what yeah, yeah you've been there yeah. Yeah, it's and not. you're one of five. You said. Mm-hmm. Are are they They're one of six? One of okay. There's five other ones. Mm-hmm. Six total. Are they into the thrifting game, or are you just like just taking all their space, pretty much? Um, low key taking over their space a little bit, but like they're cool with it. Sure. Because I hook them up with stuff, and like we're we're good buddies, so yeah, I, I stay out of their way. Um, sure. some stuff does fall onto my roommate's side of the room a little bit, and he can get on me, but <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care. Respect. Yeah. So you, you got any uh, like lion shirts? I've been looking for some. A lion, like yeah. a, like a just a big lion, all big pet. ass fucking lion. I do have one actually. Okay. I think it might be a leopard though. I can work with that. You're cool with leopards. Yeah, I was thinking all that, right, and that. then like I kind of because I I've been selling like Android said earlier. I've been selling stuff on Poshmark, but I don't really even know what to buy. Exactly. Like I I like the vintage look, mm-hmm. but it's like I don't want a, a 1992 Florida State um, national championship. Shirt, exactly you know like that's what they call vintage i was like i, I don't know no, if I, I stay away from like the college stuff for the most part yeah but it's hard like knowing what to what to get and right i mean if it was easy like super easy there there'd be more people doing it right it's like not <clears throat> it's not too hard to set up your own instagram and do all that stuff like it's the entering the market is uh i forget the name for it but like the barrier the, of entry is barrier weak. of entry is weak yeah mm-hmm. so okay I like to know that. What's uh? What are you studying right now? Entrepreneurship. There you Hello go, boy. Hey. Yeah. Proud um, of you. Intern Sam. Question of the day, right here. Um, we we heard that there's a lot of people that buy in bulk, particularly Asians. And is that like? Are you just waiting for those big buys that are just like I'll take 15 of these or something like big um, purchases like that? Yeah. So there's a lot of um. I saw a lot of my vintage T-shirts to Thailand, Malaysian and Japanese guys um for some reason there's a big interest for the market over there and um mm-hmm. a lot of the other vintage vendors in the same area as like in Minneapolis area I guess um they'll have so there's like there'll be Japanese guys that have their vintage shops in Japan and they'll fly out and they'll rent a truck fill it up with 30 large Home Depot boxes full of stuff and then just ship it back and then fly back so their their trips they're dropping like 40 to 50,000 dollars just visiting all, around all these people. But, like, usually when they come through, they drop a G, like, at least. Have you interacted with any? Yeah, I've ha- I have a few Japanese buyers that come through consistently, like, a couple and times a year. And they're buying in bulk? 
They are buying a book. They love Patagonia. And they love you. And they love me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? And they love Patagonia? I do not understand this world at all. Yvonne Chouinard, dude. Yvonne Chouinard. I mean, I, 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 I respect it. Yeah. I respect it, dude. Mm-hmm. Chouinard, the... The, oh, the founder of yes, Patagonia? Mm-hmm. I've been dying to find some Chouinard gear. It's super rare. But if you ever find, like, the original... Because Patagonia used to be called Chouinard. So oh. if you ever find, like, a t-shirt or something that says Chouinard on it, you're talking, like, at least 200 bucks. Dang. Yeah. All right. I'll keep my eye yeah, out. Yeah, keep your eye out. Mm-hmm. Let me know. Yeah. You got any uh, specific stories with these vendors, like, that you'd could that you be willing to share? Um, What exactly? What what vendors? Like, my buddies? Uh, no, the ones with? buying in bulk. Like, this is this blows my mind that someone will come in here from Japan mm-hmm. or Thailand or Malaysia and and come up to you, or they know you now with through email or however you guys interact, mm-hmm. and they're like, all right, Zach, what do we got today? And they're just, they'll drop a G for you. Um, one of them I have a pretty good relationship with. I'll let him like crash on my couch sometimes when he comes and buys. Cause like they're coming over from Japan. Like they don't have a ton of money to be blowing out here on hotels and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and to keep them coming back, we got to give them that good hospitality. Mm-hmm. So. Dang, that's nuts. But I don't know. There's not really any, there's not really any crazy stories or, yeah. or nothing. I can't think of any right now. Sure. Have you had any situations where you like sell something and then someone like accuses you of being, it being like fraudulent at all? Yeah, I've had like I've definitely made sales where like either the item hasn't gotten there, or I ship them the wrong item. Yeah. Or I forget to ship it, or the item was fake and I thought it was real. And in those cases, like that sucks. But like that's actually what got my PayPal taken away because I accidentally sold a few fake items and no way. Um, I was kind of crappy about getting back to them about it and stuff. But I've learned from that and now. I got to make sure that I have like the best customer service. So I mean, if someone needs a refund, like. I mean, I'm moving a lot of clothes. Like, it's not that big of a deal, so. Yeah. How do you know if, like, a Louis Vuitton bag is a Louis Vuitton bag? or Those are so tough. Yeah, I don't understand that. Jordans are easier. You can tell by looking at, like, the white tag on the inside. Mm. Um, Louis Vuitton is, like, Louis Vuitton's tough because they make really good fakes just because the bags go for so much. Yeah. But you got to look for, like, the right seal number. Um, Trying to think of what else. You got to look for, like, the right leather quality. Where it's made, like the embossment on the inside, the zipper pulls, nice. the zippers, you know, the leather. I don't know. It's just all, yeah. That's great. Like, I just don't know how you you would even start with something like that. And it's such a expensive item, you know? Like, yeah. It, that just gets kind of super sketchy, honestly. Well, the good thing is I don't have to move too much of that. Same, sure. with, same with, like, Supreme and, like, okay. all those hype brands. That's more of, like, a... That's more of a market that I'm not tapped into necessarily. Mine, I just focus on like thrifted and vintage stuff. So I kind of, st- yeah. I do stick to my, um, my roots, but when I do find that stuff then I'm all over it. I like that. You know, it's, I, I wanted to kind of touch back on this was like the lot t-shirts. I think yeah. like that is such a cool cultural thing. Mm-hmm. Um, does that like exist anywhere today? Um, like, do they still do that at like, I feel like at EDM and Coachella concerts it fucking oh i'm sure that i'm sure they do and who knows you know that stuff that we're passing up on now could be considered vintage in like 30 years and it could be the same cycle you know so like those shirts over there see those uh white ones those back pocket those are the very first ever back pocket podcast tees very very vintage you guys ever make it big they might be worth money someday that's why we're holding on to those six and that's not because we haven't sold them it's just because we're holding on they're put them in a lockbox exactly they're accruing value currently which is that's, nuts. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> so if I were to go on YouTube and start learning about this game and try to like become better at mm. um, flipping clothes and all this, all this stuff that you're killing it, uh, where do I start? Hmm. 
I would say some good pages on or on YouTube to look at would be like, do you want the name of like the guys to look yeah, at, that, or like yeah, kind of what videos to look for? Yeah, because yeah, what videos to look for? Are these stuff that you're looking at? Because that's probably how you learned how to tell a, a good Louis Vuitton bag from a bad one. Is probably on YouTube, like someone just like showing you like this is a good one, this exactly. is a fake one, right? Yeah, yeah. Like whenever I find like I do probably often Google. That's probably like my most Google thing when I'm out there is like, is this real or not? Because I don't. Because <laughs> like the thrifts be taxing sometimes, like trying to ask a lot of money for it, and if it's not real, it's right. like, come on now. But, um, oh, I'm sorry, what was, oh yeah, um, so some guys to look at, I would, um, Soul Food San Fran, he is, he's kind of what got me hyped on thrifting, um, he doesn't do videos anymore, but basically all he did, he's, he'd post his hauls from the thrift store, he'd be going through all the, all the dope stuff that he got from the day before, from the week before, and I would just be like, wow, like he's getting all this stuff for dirt cheap and making a living off of it, and that kind of, that was probably like six years ago, five years ago when I started watching him, and after that, I just like, you know, really started to get hooked. Right on. When did you start getting hooked? I mean, you started at age 12 and kind of built through like family, friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when were you like, dude, I want to just do this forever. Right. Um, I guess I've actually been thrifting since I was like three or four. Oh, dang. Cause it like, goes back further. I used to like look through toys and stuff and like, I used to like rescue heroes. You guys ever play with rescue heroes? Oh, oh, oh hell yeah. Dude, mm-hmm. those were the best. Anyways, I always used to be looking for those. Um, I think when I started thrift filet though, that's when I got like serious about it because it actually became like i had a you know like kind of a brand even though I'm low-key copy chick-fil-a i hope they don't get mad at me yeah but, what's uh, what are you gonna get a season to assist here i don't soon? know dude see people have been um people have been like saying i might and people have been saying i won't like my entrepreneurship teacher is like yeah you need to change it and funny story we actually had a chick-fil-a guy speaker like an owner of the burnsville restaurant came and talked to our class he wrote his number up on the board and his email and then my teacher raised his hand he's like Zach, you might want to you might want to write that down for later. I was like, no, 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 no. And then the speaker is like, oh, 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 yeah, oh yeah, 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 oh yeah, yeah. Talk to me after class. I got you. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> you don't want to know me. Yeah, yeah, you don't. I do not exist. Yeah, but. <laughs> Dang. Well, I well, the reason why I asked where to go on YouTube was because people are going to you now. I mean, with your Instagram hitting twenty six thousand followers and you're putting content out, that's re- legit and awesome. Mm-hmm. Like people are coming to you to see, to figure out how to do it, and that's got to be a pretty cool feeling. It is. It's a cool feeling. At the same time, um, I mean, that's very humbling and stuff. But like, that kind of makes me realize that uh, the more I keep like pushing it out and telling people where I'm getting the stuff, the more I like I notice there's more people coming every day, and stuff is getting harder to find. So I actually, I'm probably going to take a different approach to the page pretty soon and like stop doing the live in thrift pictures, but I'll still like keep the same, same energy on there, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Where do you want to be secret, man? That's true. Where do you want to kind of take it? Or what's your, what do you envision like your, the next step being with Thriftfile? Uh, like definitely building up the website right mm-hmm. now. It's like pretty crappy. I only have like probably a hundred things on it and I haven't updated since I dropped it in January. Okay. So, but like people did did come through it like the first month it was popping um and after that it's like slowly declined but i think that's that's what i need to do and then maybe have like real people model my stuff like i don't know just kind of create and be more professional with it in a way i don't know i think you could definitely do something like i like the idea with modeling just because that's such an aesthetic thing that is does really well on instagram Mm -hmm. at the same time i feel like you could collaborate with um, just more of that creative space, like find photographers that would want to shoot and then 
like it's vintage stuff like you can really find some cool locations that would match kind of the feel the vibe of the clothes that these people are wearing definitely i and i would model for you dude and oh, that's and that's not because i look good. it's just it. i'm a i'm a vintage guy that <laughs> this they sometimes call me decky vintage and i don't know if you knew that no i had no idea yeah I know that's now. okay and that's not a big deal <laughs> dude that's nuts so so that's that's kind of like your next yeah vision. and then like to build on top of that when i graduate i'm i don't know i i want to open a shop okay. with, my, with my best friend harrison um but I don't know if here is my right market for it. Yeah. Like I'm thinking we might take it to the West Coast, but you no know, brick and mortar is kind of tough right now. There's a lot of vintage shops, so I'm still trying to figure it out. And then um, also I want to maybe do styling for people. So now I have I I currently like sell to some of like the dudes in ASAP Mob. Like really? Yeah. Um, and you know, random models like up and coming, some couple big ones, but they like to come to me to get like fashion and style like for good deals and stuff Whoa. without having to go through like a big brand or something yeah so can, how, you, can you expand a little bit with asap i i mean that's sick how did they reach out to you how'd, how'd you find them what, what happened there uh a couple of the guys dm me so asap uh his his tag is like asap ant asap pills asap ills i'm actually like i don't i'm not actually like for sure what their what their thing is but so I, I was I was familiar with like the bigger names in it, but like apparently they're the smaller dudes. But still, like that's sick. It was when they hit me up, I was like, whoa! Like, but I don't know. They like buying cartoon tees and stuff. Just it's dope. So Good for, you got to throw that on your website. That's a that's the certification of like, yo, um, this is what I got. Just like, put a screenshot of our DMs up there. Yeah, <laughs> or just like put on something like at the, the at the headline is just saying like worked with these guys because <laughs> people will see that and be like, yeah this, yeah, this guy knows what he's doing and people are reaching out to him because yeah. he's got some, uh, clout. got Hopefully. some clout, dude. <laughs> it can literally just be like supplying. And then underneath that, all the brand logos back pocket, maybe back pocket. Like if you want to style us, I mean, we're on camera every day. So, Oh, I got you. Yeah. And I look not oh, good. Oh dude. I actually, you told me to bring some, I, I was going to bring some gear for you guys. Oh fuck. It should be like the, like official supplier. It'd be really yeah. fun. We'll work something out for sure. I love the I love this idea right now. What do you what do you, like with good. these with these floral chairs? Are these vintage? Yes, very, they are. Very, I don't know, nineties, eighties. Said I have no idea. I feel eighties in there. I feel eighties. They were um, one of our marketing interns, which we our listeners are our marketing interns for all of those who don't know. And she DM doesn't say I got these chairs for you. They're my grandma's. I'm trying to get them out of my house. Mm-hmm. She was she was flipping her own furniture, and we're like absolutely, and. uh I think we made the best. This is probably our best purchase we've ever made. Yeah, best investment that we've made in the corp. It's these chairs for sure. No, it was, definitely. It was, yeah, definitely. Right. It gives your guys' page a makes it unique and stand out. When like when I saw it earlier when Sam was showing me, like the back pocket podcast. Like, what is it? Oh, they got these cool old chairs. Like, there's some young dudes. Like, I see what you guys are on. You guys, yeah. All right. See, <laughs> yeah, I feel waves. okay. So that's good. Now mm, we can, now good. we can take it a step further. And that's when we need to start like hopping on some vintage gear, which is why I asked about the lion shirt. I feel like, and I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like a lion shirt would be dope. Very dope. I actually have some, you guys like vintage St. Thomas gear? I got some of that for you guys. Okay. Oh yeah. And I some, saw, I saw, uh, we should just come you? over and just start looking, man. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It'd be sick. So how does inventory work? Like when are you like, all right, I'm too low on this. I got to go back out or I got too much. I got to sit this. I got to sit out for like two weeks or something. Always have too much. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> Always have. I keep buying and buying and buying and buying and buying and buying. But 
it keeps building up building up but that's kind of like that's kind of how you got to do it because if you stop buying new stuff then my problem is i don't have enough time to list all the stuff on my website so i just basically have a lot of crap just sitting in there collecting dust and then the only time i'll sell it is if i do like a market which i'm doing this week and i did last weekend or if i have buyers come through or sell in person but i don't know i need to hire some people or something yeah i feel like because i know you mentioned like running a brick and mortar but do you think like just that's going to be tough to swing just where the industry of buying stuff is going yeah because it's like you yeah like you just said i think a lot of the stuff is going online now and like Mm -hmm. especially people don't want to go out and shop anymore our generation for sure well you were just talking about markets that you're doing yeah yeah, yeah. what what is exactly is that yeah so so last saturday um or yeah i guess a few days ago um there's a shop in st paul called the bearded mermaid and he sells vintage clothing and he lets some vendors come out on the sidewalk like last saturday of every month and he just lets people set up so i was out there for a few hours selling some gear but this week i'm excited because i'm going to the university of oregon to visit my friend that i want to open up a shop with and they have a huge street fair where it's like probably 30 40,000 people come through and he oh. sold out of all his stuff last year so i'm super hyped to get over there and are you just gonna pack suitcases and just yeah i'm bringing on to delta like 100 t-shirts in this big duffel bag love so it that that's should set sick. me set me up good right on so yeah back to the brick and mortar thing that's why I, I wanted to know what the marketplace was because if you just if you turn this into your full-time thing and just like flipped your garage to make it look like a dope ass like um clothing store Mm -hmm. and you just flipped open your garage from time frame to time frame on certain days like that's i feel like way better investment than because brick like we're we're going to discuss this further but brick and mortars are are dead they're done you're saying like private appointments and stuff like that or yeah almost private appointments or just like hey i'll be open for two hours today anyone can roll through right and you just flip open your garage and you push out a few tables and that's how you, you like you can do um, like in person buys, but then mainly just selling online. And I like stuff. that idea a lot. Yeah, yeah. that's and, what. I'll oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was also gonna say like, and if you, I know you mentioned like getting into styling. If you like, yeah, had the dough to get a space, like you could use that space as like your shooting space. Oh but yeah, at the next same year time, we're getting a gal or like a gallery space up in um, artist loft somewhere with okay. this guy that made this sweatshirt and some other dudes. So that'll nice. be perfect. There you go. Okay, yeah. so what were you saying though? Okay. Um. Wait, what did you say before uh, that? You had the marketplace potentially in your, gar- oh, in your yeah. garage. So that's what Nick does. So he like he has a shop, but he's only open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Who's Nick? Nick is the owner of Beard and Mermaid, where I oh, had the okay. pop-up last weekend. Yeah. Um, he's a dope guy. If you guys ever have a chance to check out his shop, you guys should. It's, it's pretty... on, I'd correct me if I'm wrong, it's on Selby? Uh, uh, 7th. 7th? It's like by the old Schmidt Brewery. Gotcha. Oh. Sweet. When you walk in, there's a giant giraffe head. You won't miss it. Okay. <laughs> Dang, that's sick. I yeah. like that idea that's about just, that. That's awesome. Like, just it—it it seems like practical. Just opening up your garage, and you can literally do it. Like, oh yeah. On if you you would you could just figure out the days, like what or what times, like after work or something like a like a four to six p.m. on like a Thursday, dude. I don't know why that sounds good, but it sounds great to <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> Goddamn. Well, uh, jumping into some back pocket questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we had a chance to send you a, a list of questions. Did we do that, Sam? Did you? You did. You took yeah. yeah. boy, Sam. In turn, Sam took care of it, man. All right, the first question that we ask every single guest is, what's your average quality? And this is something that you're doing well at times and other times not so well. At the end of the day, it's your average quality. So, Zach, what is your average quality? Well, I've had a few hours to think about it here, and I would have to say it's time management Mm. because that's one of those things where, like, I'm either doing really good or 
it's bad like and that makes you stressed you know um i don't balance is like something that's like hard to find you know mm-hmm. and you know i don't know sometimes i feel like i do that good and other times not so good you got a lot going on man i know that's what it is <laughs> is it hard to i mean because are you making most of your sales off your phone just like trying to push out stuff taking pictures yeah all that stuff whenever i do like so i'll do story sales where mm-hmm. i just like list a ton of stuff on like 50 things and then people will just be dming me for the rest of the night and that can get old but Dang. at the same time like i feel like i am on my phone a lot like doing it but i don't know i can kind of turn it off if i want to do you have the uh iphone like this is how much you've been on your phone type thing yeah what's, yeah. Your, what's your screen time at dude it tells me uh i'm probably, probably average like four hours a day okay so you're average yeah that's something out. crazy yeah okay how, how often in class are you uh, trying to flip some stuff like the whole time <laughs> <laughs> yo he's not listening that much in theology class i feel like yeah Theology wasn't that bad, but stats right Ooh, now is stats. that's the one that's yeah. I think what I'm I think what I think one of my next questions was what did I learn today, right? And uh, that's the last one. But yeah, you can you jump, jump in, in it. Yeah. Jump in it, dude. I kind of float into it. I yeah. kind of yeah. I learned today that I have to get an eighty on my final, or else I'm gonna fail the class. So Ooh, that's and, uh, <laughs> yo, dude. So it's it's brutal. May it's May right now. Yep. Uh, this is gonna be released in ten days. Okay. Will class be done? No. Okay. So we'll still have you'll, this podcast will be released. Oh, we'll get an update. And for sure. we're going to get an update. It's going to say uh, Zach is on the fence here. <laughs> all of all of the thrift fillet guy thrift fillet guys <laughs> out there, we need you guys to just start tutoring Zach. Because- Anyone that knows stats, dude. Like anybody that's maybe watched Moneyball as well, mm-hmm. we need to get those people in there. And then I also want to say. Like you're gonna be listening back on the show, and you're probably gonna be studying for finals and your stats test. So Zach, let's get it together, buddy. It's time. The time is now. Eighty percent, bro. Lock your head in. Put your phone away. I would suggest put your phone away, and and probably stop listening to this podcast so you can go study because you're gonna you're gonna need it. It's between the ears, Zach. It's between the ears. Lock in. Find just just create a good cheat sheet, man, and maybe stuff in your pocket. You didn't hear you didn't hear it from the back pocket, guys, but it's out there. It's definitely out there. Yeah, put it in your back pocket. There you go. <laughs> and if you get caught cheating, that's not on us. Okay. All right. Yeah, do you, do you want to tell your future self anything about this uh, this stats test? Um, if you fail this test, then I'm gonna be so mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> then well, you might have to just take thrifting full time and you know <laughs> it's not the end of the world uh, it's, it's, not, it's just a, just a, just a, just a changing point in your life yeah um which brings me to my next question when you're in like stressful situations like this one such as this this exact situation mm. um what is in your back pocket so this is something that um is maybe an attribute or a quality that you have uh when stress or, or when stress turns or pressure turns to stress anxiety is rising what's in your back pocket mm I'd say my ability to be like pretty independent and um, not maybe needing help from other people. I've always kind of like you know figured stuff out on my own, I guess, and that's kind of helped me today at you know in college, this time of my life where like I'm kind of living on my own now. Got to do all this stuff um, that I haven't done before, and it's kind of nice to like be able to be responsible, especially having like thrift fillet has helped me. Uh, it's teach me a lot of lessons about responsibility for sure. Yeah, and I don't know. I feel like I always fall back on that, just that I'm responsible and consistent. 
you have been consistent. It's been since you were three years old. So that's like pretty good that you're still thrifting at this point. <laughs> Where did you get the name Thrift Filet? I'm surprised we haven't asked that yet. Um, eating at Chick-fil-A. There's like a Chick-fil-A by one of the savers where I shop at sometimes. And we were eating our sandwiches, me and my buddy. And I was just like Thrift Filet. And it rolled off the tongue real nice. And it kind of just ended up being what it is now. 26,000 followers later. 26,000 followers and later. Grow, and growing. Hopefully, yes. Still growing. That's yeah. phenomenal, man. Do you have like a, a backup name just in case we post something about Thriftfilet and they catch wind of it? Right, right. Because, you know, we're, a lot of people listen to this podcast. I don't know if you Oh, yeah. That. You guys don't want to get caught up in any of that. Um, well, we just don't want Chick-fil-A to find it on accident. So we're trying to help you out. Oh, I see. Um, no, you guys should be fine. But I don't know. Fiskies? <laughs> Fiskies? Fiskies. I don't know. Okay. How do you like that? I like Fiskies. Okay. Okay. What do you think? What's like the origin? What are you thinking behind it? Like reason? My last oh, name. Oh, duh. Fiskies. I don't know. Stupid. <laughs> but I don't know. Fiskies. I, don't, I just don't know, though. Like, that's really all I've come up with, and I feel like it's not that original. But uh, fr- Frisky Fiskies. <laughs> Thrifty Fisky. No, Frisky. Frisky Fisky. Frisky Fisky. Frisky Frisky Fisky. Thrifty Fisky. That's, that's, that's quick. Yeah. Thrift Filet. I just like, that's such a great name. Fisket for the biscuit. Ooh. I get that one a lot. See, I, all these I've heard all these before so mm-hmm. many times. Oh, <laughs> I kind of like it, dude. Yeah, that might work. I'm not yeah. sure. We might have to brainstorm after this. A little yeah, bit, absolutely. A bit I agree. Um. Yep. So the next question for the back pocket is, <laughs> dude, you good over there? I thought you you sounded like you were going to lead into it, and I was thinking about something else. Yeah. Your mind was elsewhere, huh? I, was thinking I thought other names to, for the uh, for Frisco Filet. <laughs> Frisk fillet, dude. Yo, wait a second. Let's just let's just rebrand a fillet, bro. Just Frisk, fillet. A thrift fillet. Well, actually, no. We already have that one. I'm talking. That's what it is. No, no, no. Frisk fillet. That would probably be insane. Do worse. That'd be worse. Yeah. I'm sorry. Fuck. Right. We gotta get rid of the fillet. The I think curve. we gotta eliminate that. We basically just gotta get rid of me copying every bit of their logo, and everything yeah. about them. I know. It does. It does look it like it. It used to not, and then I found Chick-fil-A font on Google, and then I was like, whoa. This is, uh, <laughs> this is too, this, this is too this easy. This is clean, yeah. <laughs> then, no. Like, I don't know how long or, how much longer I can do it for, but I'm kind of just trying to ride off their clout until then. Yeah, so like, when? what was kind of your progression on uh, social media? Like, how did you, um, what was like... Yeah, I know you had mentioned you'd start at like 500 followers and now you're mm-hmm. 20 some hundred or 20,000. So where, how did you, was there a point where you just kind of blew up or? Um, so I remember when I started it my freshman year, I think by the end of the year or I'm not sure what it was, by the end of some time period when I looked at it, I had like 3k. Wow. And so, I mean, actually to start, start it up, first of all, I, I followed a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. So my ratio was like all wacky and then I just unfollowed a bunch of people and then started building it up. Anyways, I, I was at the point where I had like. 3,000 followers, and I think I was only following a few hundred people or something. Mm-hmm. And I try to still keep it at that, like, today, just because it looks clean and stuff, and I don't yeah. need to follow a bunch of people. Anyways, um, I had some people, I think that's when I started have, having people, um, kind of more influencer people out there start to rep the stuff. And then, like, there's a girl at my school, um, my friend Taylor, she's a Vikings cheerleader, or she was, she's retired now. But she hopped on that, and she, like, modeled my stuff, and then bunch of people started following me from the area um and then i did a lot of giveaways too so like every time i hit like 5k 10k i do a giveaway where i'd have people like 
go onto the post and if they wanted it they'd have to like tag three friends or something right and like maybe repost it if they wanted like an extra entry and then that kind of that kind of really started getting the word out that's when like followers started flowing in and then just posting like consistent stuff like people are amazed at like what you can find and then i think that's like why they like it so much i think that's cool like the the thrill of like that's what's so cool about vintage clothing is once you find one thing that like really speaks to you it's yours and not a lot of other people have that. And it's no, like just unique to who you are. Um, and it's cool how you're using like affiliate marketing, which is what you describe with like your friend Taylor. Um, that's really, it's, it's, it's a little bit different of a route because you're not selling that specific shirt, right? That's just No, her. I just gave it to her, yeah. Exactly. And she's, you know, repping that. It's like a brand, but it's more of like that lifestyle or that, that thrifting lifestyle more so than like, hey, here's a... You know, like if we were to do it, it'd be like a back pocket tee. She'd wear it. She'd get that shirt. But then we're using that, her likeliness to sell back pocket t-shirts where you're just driving traffic back to your page where it's like, hey, I'm a thrifter. I think that's sick. Hey. <laughs> hey. Yeah. My name's Zach. I thrift a lot. It's Pretty lit. much. <laughs> you're, you're killing it. You've been challenging yourself for, uh, as Declan's been hounding the point since, since you're three since you're three which and is you're crushing it more people didn't know that. uh we love how you challenge yourself you, but we're also you. trying to challenge ourselves mm-hmm. is there someone that you see that would be a good fit for the back pocket that would that would be a challenge for us to go get after like someone that you don't think you could pull to come up in here mm-hmm. possibly yeah i'm thinking like like how big we are we thinking big here or are we just like it's all up to you shoot for the stars man hmm You should get DJ Tip up in here. DJ Tip? All right, I'm unfamiliar. Yeah. What, what's his background? Yeah. Um, he's just like a DJ in the area. He's actually like, he likes vintage clothing and stuff like that. Um, okay. He's, he's someone's DJ now. He's on tour with someone, but he's, I don't know. He's kind of like locally famous now. I don't know. He'd be a cool person to have on the show oh, for sure. Okay. Sam, you know this guy? Sam shaking his head. Cool guy. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. Like he wore like a, um, he got a lot of criticism and hate for it, but he kind of wore like a Prince styled. He wore like a hat, like a white hat with like kind of like this. It looked like something like a girl would wear. Um, but like he got a lot of hate and criticism for it, but like it just made him pop out. And like he's kind of just like created his own like look and his like vibe, and people have been flocking to it. DJ Tip, we've been challenged. We're coming for you. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see you on the podcast soon. We'll see you actually right there. All right, DJ that, Tip. He'll be in that chair, mm-hmm. right in that sectional, dude. That's sick. I didn't even. So the more people you know, it just blows my mind. You know? It's Sam, just crazy. Sam, are you ready to go get DJ Tip? Yes. Yeah, Sam's it. ready, dude. Yeah, all right. He's our booking agent, as you as you know. You think you could land him? I think you could. What's that? I said I landed you, so I could probably land you. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> right right on. All right, so going off of that, we've been hounding you with questions now for, I don't know, what, 30, 40 minutes, I'm thinking right now? That's how that's how I'm feeling. Um but do you have any questions for us? Whoa. I was not expecting to have to ask some questions here. Let me think. Well, what is, I'm kind of curious, what kind of got you guys interested in starting this whole thing? And I don't know, where do you guys want to, where do you guys want to take it from here? Mm, great question. Do you always want to be um, up here, like in this space? Like, I don't uh, know. That, in yeah. this room? Forever. Absolutely. Okay. No, in, I'm just in, kidding. in these chairs? Forever. Yeah. Oh, the chairs have to stay. No matter where you boys go, the chairs have to stay. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I would Anyways. say location. I mean, like for us right now, yeah, our <clears throat> saying of the month. It's well, more so now, just saying of the year, which is dominate the sandbox. We're trying to get, we're trying to build 
are the biggest influence we possibly can in our own backyard right now. And I like that idea. Going back from that though, where we really started was like just the passion for, you know, speaking in the mic, having conversations, and it started with our friends. And we would just get them on. We'd start talking to them about their average qualities, and we attacked pretty much everything with humility because we just we we didn't know anything else. Like with us, that's how we attacked everything. And then we started getting on professors, and then then we um what right around when we graduated, we hit the streets of Instagram. And that's when we started finding all these like really cool people out there. And then um, we really started finding cool people within the Twin Cities, like a Yam House or Giselle or Social Butterfly, Stationary Astronaut, all these people around us. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just tripling down on that whole theme now in season three with this, these, we call ourselves the top local influencer. And like I was telling you before, it's like we, a lot of people see the influencer as you know, like Gabby Thomas said, like the hot girl on Instagram who's wearing clothes she got for free. But an influencer is someone, as we see it, um, and that we have conversations with, like yourself every single week. These are people who um, are doing something that's like really true and passionate, that that's something that they're passionate in, and they just want to share that with the world. And I think that's really at the core of like what we want to do, which is like why it's so cool to hear about like the world of thrifting. Never had that on our show before. And mm-hmm. it's like cool to get that perspective, but there's so many out there now. And that's kind of where we want to go. I don't know, Andrew, like where in the future, like where, where would you see back pocket going to answer the second part of this like question? Location wise? No, no, no. Just like, well, do you, do you guys want to keep it local? Cause I like yeah. what you guys are doing. Like you guys having people from the community come out, get to like show who yeah. they are and all that stuff. And, I think, that, I think that's a really good thing you guys are doing. Yeah, yeah, I love the Twin Cities. And you're looking at a kid from Denver over there and a kid from Chicago here. Seattle right here. Exactly. It's and not bad over here. Not bad over here. We are we are loving what the Twin Cities put out. And Sam's showing us the way. I mean, we're pretty naive. We, we, we're, uh, we're, how do you use nascency in the sentence? You can't use nascency in the sentence. I wanted to so bad. Because we've been here for five years. And I guess if you look in, in terms of a long time, we're still, this podcast is in its nascency. Yeah. yeah. Well, we don't even know where Bloomington is versus Maple Grove. Yeah. But and I've heard of Iron and I've heard of Irondale, and I don't really care to know where it is. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> don't bash Irondale. I, I think don't know where it is. That's back by Bethel, actually. Yeah, that's it how, is. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> She's been here for two years, right? Yeah. And yeah. He, he yeah. knows where Irondale he knows is. Too. Come on, Dex. Do your research. Whatever. But I love what, like, the small niche that the in the pockets that uh, the Twin Cities holds. And we're just starting to tap into it and starting to find all these unique people such as yourself. I mean, one of the coolest things that people don't realize about this podcast is when we have people on that are um, in between like 20 and 25 and they're out there young and hustling and they come and share their story. Those are the podcasts that crush like DJ uh, tip. He'll come on and that'll be a great podcast and it'll give us a lot of more credibility and people look at us in in a better regard. But I doubt those numbers will be as good as yours because you are someone that's like rooted in our audience and it's someone that like speaking directly to the people that we're talking to. They're mm-hmm. not trying to come on to our pod. They're not uh, marketing interns, the listeners. They're not trying to come on to our podcast and hear someone talk about how like um, how much they've achieved. They're trying to feel this relatability quality. And that's something that Declan and I strive to just like bring out of people like you've been sharing your story today. And mm. people are realizing just the knack that you had and the knack you continue to go after being a thrifter and just being an entrepreneur and making a name for yourself. And you're all doing it just because it's through the willpower that you have and the knowledge that you're trying to gain. And it's, I think that's one of the dopest things. 
I, I, hey, thank you, man. Yeah. You make me cry over here. That's, I appreciate that. <laughs> Damn, I made him cry. That's crazy. <laughs> Full on crying over there. Ball in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's not so. I, I love. I love what you're saying there because it's like, um, far too often I feel like we get we really get caught up in like what you're doing now and how that affects like your future plans and like this whole five year plan or any of that stuff. And even for you, I mean, you're 20 years still in college and you'll, a lot of people get to this point where it's like, they, um, get just so anxious and caught up on like what else is out there and like, or what they want to do, but they're not focused on just like what's presently making you happy. Right. Like you, you get to wake up every single day and thrift your ass off, sell clothes, find vintage clothes. Like you said, it's like a treasure hunt every single day trying to find that one thing. Yeah. For us, we get to wake up every day and have a and have a conversation about it, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I, I want people to listen to our podcast and be like, okay, and start challenging and looking, looking inward and be like, okay, what does this podcast or like what, what am I really passionate about? What do I want to do that I can just start, right? Something that's just like a little project that I, that can maybe grow into something crazy. Yeah, definitely. It'd be nuts. And anyone can do it. Like you exactly. guys started this in your house. I started Thriftfilet out of my house. Like anyone, if you have a dream, really, I feel like more people should do it. Man, it's a shame, but you can really do something if you put your mind to it. You're damn right. Where can uh, where can they find Thriftfilet? Uh, what's the website? Is it just Thriftfilet.com? Uh, com. Awesome. Um, check check it out. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Thriftfilet. That's probably like the that's what I would say. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll plug Perfect. it for sure, and then you got deals coming out. Any uh, special, like, every Thursday there's this, or it's just kind of you got to stay up with mm-hmm. them and just keep following them? Right now it's pretty inconsistent. It's okay. like I'll post something whenever I find something. Um, I'm not taking my inventory from the website back to Seattle with me, so i got to leave that here. I'll probably shut down the site for a few months. But then, like, next year I'm trying to get the site trying to get the site popping. Like, that's where I want most of my sales to come through. Sweet, dude. Good stuff, man. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Well, any any last questions? I'm good, man. Thank you. That's everything. Zach, thank you so much for coming on the hey, show. Yeah, thanks for having me out, guys. I really appreciate it.